Thank you guys so much for leading us in song and worship this morning and singing praises to the Lord. <clears throat> we are in a series, uh, How and Why We Love Our Bible. This will be the third message in that series. And just um, by way of review, just a couple of reminders, Pastor Isaac preached a really good message um, starting this off, and he challenged us to be thick. So last Sunday morning in ABF, I asked, has anybody accused you of being thick lately? Like thick, T-H-I-C-K, thick in our identification in Christ. Are we doing the things to grow ourselves in Christ Jesus, in finding our identity in Christ, nurturing a thick identity in Jesus? In talking about the Word of God, he made statements that so much better than thunder, lightning, voice from the fire. Let us not neglect the Word of God. Last week, Dr. Milioni preached from 2 Timothy that we are to be approved workers, not to be ashamed. We're able to handle the Word of God, desiring God's approval, single-minded devotion to the Lord and obedience. You must avoid worldliness, humbly live out holiness. Your Bible is the most powerful weapon in the world. So this is um, this message is uh, it's, it's amazing in God's providence. If you weren't in ABF, um, you missed a, a, a really good uh, time in talking about belief. It's astounding because everything that was said in ABF is in this message. I'm sitting there. I wanted to say, you guys just shut up, stop. <laughs> So this is primarily maybe for those who weren't in ABF, or either God just for whatever reason says, we need to hear this. We need to hear this, because this is, this is our life. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at the statements that are said, and they're right here in my notes. The title of my message is, Do You Believe Your Bible? And that's what we talked about during ABF. Different aspects of that. You'll hear some of the same thing. Hopefully there will be some other things that we can add to that and build on. Or either just hear it again and say, man, that's the area. That's where I need to work. Do you believe your Bible? And a statement was made in there. What It's always kind of our response going, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. There's a part of me, I think, that he already has helped our unbelief. It's us learning to walk in it. He's given us Himself. He's given us His Holy Spirit. He's given us the Word of God. He's given us all the helps. In, in the book of Peter, He says, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. So it's for us as we work through this and we do these things to remind ourselves do you believe your Bible? Hebrews 4, 11 through 13. I'll read it again. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. 
The Word of God is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from His sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of Him, to whom we must give an account. Let me pray for us one more time. Father, we just ask that you come and by your spirit and by this word of God, that this is the words of yourself for us. It's powerful. May you challenge us again to where we may have gotten used to this. In some ways, lose some confidence or need to to redirect the way that we come and approach your word. Whatever it is that would stir us into being what you want us to be by your grace, by your sanctification, that the work that you're doing in our lives. We ask that you just come this morning and only as you can by your Holy Spirit do a work in each one of us. It's obvious that in your providence you have orchestrated this to hear this message two times. So help us to have ears to hear, hearts to trust, hearts to believe. Hearts to obey. Hearts to love. God, we love you. Thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Do you believe your Bible? First question. First point. Do you love your Bible? Do you love your Bible? In many ways. I got this. My wife asked me. Um, I went down over the, earlier in the week. I've got a lot of Bibles. There was a point in time in my life where my, life, my wife literally said, if you buy another Bible. And I'm like, really? That's a problem? However, when I looked at those Bibles and over the years, this one I loved a lot. And there was a time where the Lord was just using this in my life. It's really not all about this book, but it is this book that I hold that God in this Word changed me grew me, stretched me. So I grabbed this Bible and I wanted to preach out of it this morning. How do we love our Bibles? You read your Bible? It's a way of reading that we come to love the Bible and what's in the Bible, learn to love the God of the Bible. Do you meditate on your Word of God? Do you memorize the Word of God? There's a help that your pastor has come up with. It's called Figure 8. It's a great plan to help you to memorize the Word of God. We love our Bible. Why? Because those things are active in my life. Do you pray your Bible? Do you pray the passages of Scripture back to the Lord? Speak to Him in His own language? Do you study your Bible? And in all of that, do we believe? Do we love our Bibles? There's many reasons why we do this, is there not? It's to know the God of this Bible. To know Jesus that is in the Scriptures, in the Holy Spirit that God has given to us, that teaches us, that encourages us, that strengthens us. 
We go so that we can know and grow in that more and more and more. To know His promises. Matter of fact, sometimes I think we need to evaluate the way that we approach our Bible because I'm coming so I can see what you're going to give me to make my life better or easier. That I'm going for Him to give me an answer. Yes, in some ways, but it's not always self-motivated. It is to change me to be more like Christ. To know His will. To know, what does He want me to do? Does He want me to take this job? Does He want me to move? To know how to obey. Something that I think is a real key as we talked about even this morning. Therein lies a, a critical state in this. And as we, we know and we love our Bible. To know the truth. That's a great point. Talked about this morning. Think about what you're thinking. We don't allow the outside to come in and interpret the Bible to us. We interpret. This is last week's message. We interpret the scriptures and apply it to the outside. We came out of the last study going, the fear of the Lord makes life simple. Really, that almost seems like a strange statement. But if you fear the Lord, it makes a lot of decisions really easy. There is no wiggle room here for me. Because I know the truth. I know what God says. To know how to love God, to love others. To grow in faith. We talked about faith. That's why you read the Scriptures and you live the Scriptures. And what does He do? He continues to grow our faith. The more that I walk, I've had people come to me and it's like, just keep walking. Keep trusting. God builds that faith. You're building a faith that you're not standing on necessarily today. You're building a faith that's for what's to come. We talked about martyrdom this morning. He didn't get there just because he started reading his Bible yesterday. He, has, he was quoting the, the, the words and the scriptures that he had heard and, and it put into his life. And it, God used that to build him to a point to where, yeah, by faith it's like, you want to sick the dogs on me? Bring it on. You want to put me in a fire? What are you waiting for? This passage of Scripture right here talks about, let us therefore strive. The Bible's full of this. And we have this tension because it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all the work. Yeah, and all the grace of God depends on me that He has made me who I am. But there is a striving. As you see here, He's saying, hey, this is a warning. Let us therefore. Why? Because of what's come before that. In chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away. He goes on in chapter 3, verse 7 through 9. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, present tense, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion of the, on the day of the testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to the test and saw my words. And for 40 years, therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. 
They have not known my ways. As I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. He goes on, verses 12 and 13. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Verses 18 and 19. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but those to those who were disobedient, an unbelieving heart. So we see that they were unable to enter in because of unbelief. We do all of these things to say, hey, I think there is a point to add to even what we talked about in ABF this morning. Guard your heart. Do I believe? Yes, I do. Yet there is unbelief. Do you consider that dangerous? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I want to believe. I want to grow in my belief. Disobedience of unbelieving heart leads to the deceitfulness of sin. As soon as you recognize that, you should just, yes, yes. You nodded your head. This is serious. It is. We don't think of it as, as I, I, hey, help my unbelief. I'm just, I'm having trouble believing here. You don't think that you're leading yourself into sin. You don't think that it's the first steps where you start to fall away from God and what He actually says and what I should be doing. It's so subtle. And yet that's what God refers to all through that. Coming to this and saying, hey, you need to strive against this. Take warning. Watch out for your unbelieving heart. I can't tell you how many times I've been around folks and say, yeah, I know the Bible says that, but. There is no but. There is no but. To know that and not do it is to be disobedient. That's sin. That has to be repented of. Striving. And then did you catch? Exhort one another every day. Really? Really? It's serious. It's serious. God longs for us. He's got plans for us. He wants to grow us. He wants us to be ones who walk by faith, who trust in this Word of God, who don't question, who go to it and say, yes, do this work in me. Do you love your Bible? Read, meditate, memorize, study every day? I do a fair amount of counseling, have done a fair amount of counseling, I will tell you today, I think I hate sin more today than any part of ever in my life. I hate it. It's costly. It's damaging. It's destructive. And it will go on for years. 
in the lives of many people all around the one who is doing the sinning. Be careful. It's very deceitful. It's not bad. God didn't say. Right? Man, we should be on guard so alert. And we should be doing this with one another going, Hey, are you alright? Are you reading your word? Tell me what you read yesterday in the scriptures. What did you read today? What are you memorizing? What are you meditating on? Pastor Rush shared this morning, going, it needs to settle in. That's meditating. And the settling in is not even good enough because I think, again, this is where you're moving toward. That leads to obedience. It was said this morning that leads to change. You're gathering all this knowledge for the sake of knowledge, or you think, hey, I'm very wise and I know the Bible, and your life is not changing? And you're not walking by faith? Something's missing. Something is missing. I hate it. I've not counseled anybody that's in serious trouble that's ever been reading the Scriptures, meditating on the Word of God, can quote me a passage of Scripture that they just memorized. This is the Word of God. Is it the most powerful weapon that you know? Do you know how to pull the trigger? The Word of God. The God Creator. Trusting. We read with ears to hear. How do you approach your Bible? How do you approach your Bible? Do you go with ears to hear? Speak to me, O Lord. We not sing that? There it is. It's right here. He's not going to like audibly say something. Doesn't need to. It's all right here. We don't need the fire. We don't need the thunder. But we think we do. Why? Because I don't think I believe this. The same way. It's almost like you got to show me. You got to do something spectacular. He already has. He saved you. Are you kidding? He gave his only son for you. I'm having a hot mess up here. This is why you number your pages. Reading to trust. Do you question? Oh, do you really mean that? No, not really. Or that's for other, like, super Christians. That's that's really not for me. You ever say that? You ever think that? An unbelieving heart. It's so subtle. And it's the first steps where you start to lead down to this path of deceitfulness and sin. And the enemy will just start to sow this little seed in your mind or in your heart and cause you to question or to back off. Nah, he's not calling me to that. Trusting God at His Word. By faith, believing. By grace, obeying. Even if I can get you to the point of going, yes, I believe that. I believe that. 
But by grace, I will obey that. To the point that it's like we said earlier in ABF, I'm telling you, this is just going over and over and over again. Because of a loving heart that loves Jesus with everything that you have, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. You love him so much that he's even given you the grace, which is grace is the power of God that gives you the ability to do what he's asking you to do, knowing full well he's going to take care of me. How does a man like Polycarp get to the point of going, hey, bring it on. Sick him. Call the dogs. You want me to call them for you? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. How do you go through the fire? Man, I trust God. I know God. I love God. I know my God. Let me tell you about my God. I don't even have to think about an answer. He's going to take care of me. He's either going to take me out of this fire or He's going to take me through the fire. I'm, I'm good. I will not recant. Believing. By grace, obeying, loving Jesus with all your heart. This is the life of a follower of Christ. This is not, I've got my plans and I go to the Bible and I'm going to add in what I need that will help me. That may be a different way of looking and going, no, 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 this is my life. This is truth. This is what God has called me to. You're a believer. This is your life. This is your truth. This is what guides you. It helps us to interpret. And when the questions come and we talk about conscience, it's here. There's truth here. It guides me. It shows me. This is my life. And oh, by the way, I used to be a banker. This is my life. And oh, by the way, I ran a painting business. Do you believe your Bible? Believing His Word leads to rest. He's talking about rest here, salvation, all the way to rest to eternity. We've got a day of rest of coming, but right now, we're to be at work. God's still writing history. What's your history sound like to the Lord? What's the Lord writing about your history? Because we'll stand before Him one day and give an account. Do you believe that? If I truly believe that, wouldn't that change the way you live? Not necessarily, because if I don't love him, it doesn't mean that much to me. It's a combination of all of it. All of this should culminate in what? To kill an unbelieving heart within me. I read, I memorize, I meditate, I do the things that causes me to love Him, watch that He works in my life, I celebrate the work that He's doing. Even in the most difficult times, He is doing a work within me. And I can give you some times that would just blow your mind. And even in that, God is good and gracious and still doing a work. 
kill. Kill that unbelieving heart, the subtleness of, because it leads to the deceitfulness of sin that starts those steps. Next thing you know, you fall away. You watch people leave the church, guess what? Started happening way back over here. Very subtle, little. Let me just tell you, I've lived long enough to also know, stop coming here, you ain't right. That's not good grammar or English, but I'm just telling you, you're, you're in trouble. Be very careful. Destruction will come. It'll be horrible. Okay, so here's the application for point one. And we're going to do it like now. We're not going to wait. Get your phone out. If you already got your phone out and that's where your Bible is, you're good to go. You got your pad. Whatever you spend in your time on which, if you don't have a Bible in your lap, get your phone out. Go to settings. You're going to be impressed. This old man is going to walk you through like two steps. Go to settings. Click on screen time. I can already hear the excuses rumbling in your head. But not all of that. That's some of that's work. Some of that's helpful. Your screen time, your daily screen time. Just give me half of that this week in the Word of God every day. Rush would say, that's too much. Got to start with 15 minutes. Whatever you're at, get in the Word of God. You believe this is the Word of God and we just walk away from it? We don't have time for it? You look at that screen time and you're going, there's plenty of time. You know there's actually one more step. It's called downtime. You can have a thing where you can make the apps not active. Hello, are you impressed yet? This is good, right? I'm impressed. So that you could block that. So that it would almost be a reminder going, hey, everything's shut down. Oh yeah, this is the time I'm supposed to read the Word of God. I want to encourage you and exhort you today. This, this is the Word of God. Do we believe it? To the point where it changes us to obey it and love to obey it. So that it will please God. That's what's important. Do we believe our Bible? What do you believe about your Bible? Do you believe it's a sovereign creator, all-powerful, all-knowing? It is actually better than fire, thunder, and lightning. Or like last week, and he talked about Kor, and Kor, and God opened up the earth and swallowed up Kor and all of his family. Would that change you? Or can I just read and trust and know this is the Word of God? Verse 12 goes on and it says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart.
want you to set your phone back away. Hopefully you put that away. I want you to listen with ears to hear and a heart to receive. When I pulled this out, my wife said, you're going to read all of that? I'm going to probably do away with one of them, maybe. However, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and of the revelation and the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe? Those are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might, which He brought about in Christ Jesus when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And He has put all things in subjection under His feet and gave Him head gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. Therefore, be imitators of God. As beloved children, walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself, gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality and impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather give thanks. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself up for her, so that He might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word that He might present to Himself the church in all of her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless." Therefore, I, a prisoner, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that it which is good and acceptable and perfect. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm with all prayer and petition. Pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert for all perseverance and petition for all the saints. For to me... To live is Christ and to die is gain. 
Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, being made in the likeness of man, being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. He is our example. For it is God who works who is at work within you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world. I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. Listen, have ears to hear. Let these settle in. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and ask to be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience and joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saint of light. For He rescued us from the domain of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him having been firmly rooted, now being built up in Him, established in your faith, just as you were instructed, and now overflowing with gratitude. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave, you also should. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you indeed were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Devote yourselves to prayer. Keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. In the tender passage, but I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you so that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life. As to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor your body, as to what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Do they 
that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet you your heavenly father feeds them and you are not are you not worth more much more than they and who of you being worried can add a single hour to his life and why are you worried about clothing observe how the lilies of the field grow they do not toil nor spin Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so closes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry then saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? What will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Was your heart quickened? Was your heart stirred? Were you convicted? Is this alive? Is this active? Man, it cuts to the heart for your good. There's a part of me going, are we fearful to come to the Word of God because I'm afraid what He's going to ask me? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sherry. Sometimes, why? Why? Grow me more trust, more faith. Because I know you, I know you're good. I know you are working all things for good. Even if it's suffering, even if it's hurting. Don't fear coming to the Word of God. I know we already know the intentions of my heart. I don't need you to expose my heart. Yes, you do. Do it more so that I will, I will then obey That you'll take this faith that you're growing in me and I believe you and I want to trust you. Build that in me and by grace, give me grace to obey you and it is yes. It is yes to you. I could do no better. What else could I do? Except stand before you one day and give an account and go, thank you God for grace and Jesus Christ and there is no other. Anything that He recognizes good in us, we know it is the work of God Himself and He would be glorified. Don't be afraid. We believe if I confess with my mouth the Lord, if I confess, I just do it. 
Gotta get started right. If I can, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's books that we have written. We've done gentle and lowly. There's another one that follows. It's, it's like deeper. And he lists three guys in there that you know. At this point, for sake of time, I got to keep moving. Anyway, they had this aha moment, and it's later in life. It kind of is like, why did it take so long? And you know what radically changed their life? They realized I've been made clean. I'm clean. You pass once to raise his head, or I know the things that I've done. God's washed that clean. You're free. It doesn't matter. If somebody brings up something to you, yeah, praise God, that's clean. Maybe not with you, but with God, it's clean. I am a vessel. Use me. Break me. Mold me. Do you believe your Bible? How and why we love our Bible in this series it's the Word of God. And it tells me all about God and Jesus and what He has done for me in this great love that builds a love in me. We can't stop there because you've got to keep reading, even in accounts. So then, since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Draw near to the throne of grace. It's power. It's not just forgiveness. It is grace given. It is the power of God given to you in your life so you can do the things that He's called us to do and we look at it and go, I can't do that. Yes, you're right. But by faith that He's given me, knowing truth, counting, He is faithful. He's never changed. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He's providing for you. It's everything. Oh, the unbelieving heart where we walk away. God, work that out of us. Help us be sensitive to that. Don't cause me to question or say, yeah, no, not now. No, no, no. Yes, now. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. First Peter 1 Peter 1, 3-9 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire may be founded to the result in the praise and glory and honor at the Lord Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him. 
and rejoice with joy that is unspeakable and filled with glory, obtaining to the outcome of your faith and the salvation of your souls. 2 Peter 1. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us to His own glory and excellence by which He has granted to us precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection brotherly affection with love For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to make your calling and election sure, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded, because we walked right up to this this morning, in the chapter of faith, in chapter 11, in ABF, by faith, by faith, by faith, they did what they did because of their love and their trust for the Lord. And they have walked by faith. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You heard another message. Don't forget, Jesus is still sitting on the throne. Ha ha. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. If you, there's this picture you could draw and you get, you know, just straight up circle and draw some eyes, nose, mouth. In one eye, the pupil is all the way over far right. And the other pupil is all the way over to the far left. You can cross your eyes and it would be kind of the same effect. So somebody was doing that. So A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You've got to fix our eyes on Jesus. He has shown us how to do this. He is with us. He's given us himself. Oh, do you believe your Bible? Do you love your Bible? Do you love the God of your Bible? Jesus, who walks with you, who has paid for everything? I believe you do. I believe you're reading, some of you more than others. We're all at different stages in this process. Just give me half the time of your screen time this week in the Word of God. Is it alive? We just sat there and spent 10 minutes reading the Scriptures. I cannot believe that the Holy Spirit did not nudge you, at least convict you, encourage you, 
remind you of a passage that carried you through. We didn't even scratch the surface. I know I can call on some saints in here and go, tell me, this is what you'll do in community group. Be ready. Share passages of scriptures and what they have meant to you. How they have helped you. How they have challenged you, encouraged you. How we would do this with one another every day. Really? I don't have time for that. It's not what the scriptures say. I'm telling you, the subtleness of an unbelieving heart kills our obedience. Strive, endure with grace, being diligent, believe your Bible, love your Bible, love the God of your Bible, trust Him with all you got. What else are you trusting in? Really? Really? You trusting in yourself? Watch over your heart with all diligence, with all diligence, for from it are the flows, the springs of life. Application, the Word of God, believe, trust, love, obey. You can change the order. It always keeps working. I obey because I love the Word of God. This is our life. Man, if you're a believer here today and you've got an unbelieving heart and you don't believe any of this, you need to come. This is truth. Not just us. Every person is naked before the Lord and will stand and give an account. And He calls those who don't have salvation, that's an evil, unbelieving heart. You know those who don't? Boy, keep giving them the Word of God. You were asked and I'm done. You were asked, can you, can you do this last week? Can you present the Gospel quickly? Put you some verses together. Don't try to verbalize it. Just if you went to somebody, give me about four or five verses to get in there. Why? Because that's alive. That's the power of God. That's what will work. I can try to articulate it or whatever. Just get it in there. These are quick responses. This is sowing seed that the Holy Spirit will use. Why? Because this is alive. This is active. It'll cut to the heart. It'll cut to the, 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 the thoughts of the heart. That's what will happen in a lost person. The Holy Spirit will take that and draw them to Christ Jesus. If you need more, then you can have more time to talk. Oh, I believe you believe your Bible. I believe we all could spend more time in the Word of God. Just do something. Start wherever you are. Long, beg, plead God. God, change me. Continue to grow me. Love me. Let me love you. I want to overcome this world. I want to be all that you want to be. I don't want to go in a fire. Yeah, I do want to go in a fire. No, I don't want to go in a fire. He even said, that's a bummer. Is it really? Is it really? Not if that's exactly where God led you. Oh man, do you love your Bible? Father, thank you for this time.
Thank you for their endurance. This has run long. May your word go forth this morning. God, we just hate the sin, destruction. It almost seems overwhelming. It causes a pastor to say, what in the world are we doing? What are we missing? We want to fight this. We want to be all that you, you can make us to be. Not for anything that brings attention to us, but for the sake of the gospel, we, we are doing more damage to the gospel than we are advancing the gospel. God, forgive us. Change us. Thank you for full forgiveness, for full cleansing. Man, we want to love you with everything we have. Continue to grow us. Help these things to settle into us. It creates a love in us. You can't stop us. All by your power, by your grace, by your mercy. Work in us. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.